If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Don Shanks. I played the Santa Claus. I doubled the cop. I doubled the priest. Well, I didn't double. I mean, I was the priest. And then I did the guy climbing through the window into the kid's bedroom on Silent Night, Deadly Night. You're listening to Don't Go Out There, the horror podcast. And remember, the boogeyman never dies. You've made it through Halloween. Now try and survive Christmas. Silent Night, Deadly Night. In a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist, it's Nico, Brian, and Mike, and they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome back to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. And, uh... As you come to realize, uh, we like to give you guys some bonus content every now and then. So we decided to do a Christmas movie. Um, and my man, Mike Settle, he, uh, he chose a movie for us. And I'm going to just pass this right off to him uh, and let him tell tell y'all why we uh, picked this movie and are going to break it down. Go ahead, Mike. All right. First things first, Merry Christmas or whatever you choose to celebrate this time of year. Um, the re- Well, one, I wanted to drop a show christmas theme because we kind of do our bonus content's more of a theme we have the friday the 13th rankings halloween rankings you know we got some other stuff in the works with it so i figured hell let's do a christmas one and none of you had seen any of the ones i suggested and that's okay i didn't really want to go black christmas probably because everybody does black christmas but i haven't seen a whole lot of silent night deadly nights and i remember the seeing silent night deadly night on a whim one time because it had a really cool cover the cover poster for this movie is bad ass. Still. Santa's arm hanging out of the chimney with the axe. That shit is awesome. So that's why I chose this movie to, to, to do around this time of year. And it got us back to a little bit more of a slasher route, which we'll talk about. You know, we kind of did a lot of slashers early because we're, you know, three out of the four of us are really big slasher fans. <laughs> and so I wanted to get back to, you know, maybe just like a cheesy B horror movie. So that's why I chose Silent Night, Deadly Night over some of the other Christmas horror, which, by the way, not my favorite genre in the world, but this film I I enjoy. I'm going to go ahead and say that off the bat, that I enjoy this film. Yeah, before we jump into the review, let's all give uh, Brian Drew, let's give our quick uh, <laughs> overview. Um, yeah, like Mike said, actually, me, Brian, and Drew, I don't think had seen this movie until this week. Um, 
I've told these guys in the past that I'm not really a big Christmas horror kind of guy, but um, this movie su- surprised me honestly. It was a, uh, it's a B horror movie. Um, if you go in with the right expectations, you'll you'll really really like this movie. I believe. Um, Drew, you want to go next? Just give us a quick overview. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. I have not seen this movie, so I went in with like a very very low bar, and I was just like, uh. So we're gonna watch it. I'll see what we think about it. I actually prepared myself to like hate it, but I really <laughs> fucking love this shit. It was it was dang good. I was pleasantly surprised. So there will be no shitting upon this movie from George tonight. It was definitely it was definitely you could definitely tell it was an eighties slasher for sure. But it was it was done differently to me because oh, I was differences. Right. So, uh, but I enjoyed it and i got a, i got a lot of things to say about it and merry christmas <laughs> go ahead brian merry christmas yeah uh like mike said man i remember I, I did watch this movie i watched it one time couldn't tell you anything about it except that i remembered the cover from 20 something years ago at the vhs store walking around looking at it because it was such a standout this and sleepaway 2 camp or sleepaway camp yeah, 2 was yeah, probably the coolest covers or anything i remember um I enjoyed this movie too. Um, you know, you, you have to, like like Nico said, with your expectations, you have to know, you have to be on board for the B movie cheese that you're going to get. You you know you're going to get that cheese. You know you're going to get terrible acting. You know you're going to get nudity. You know you're going to get gore. And if you know all that going in, you know it's it's a decent time. Um, I like the movie soundtrack, except except for one part, which we'll get to. Uh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, it had good, it had good kills, man. I, I, I like this movie too. And so, well, real quick, hey Nico, ahead, before we start, and I guess I could say this at the end, but I'll say it now, just real quick. This movie's like a reverse slasher, and we're gonna get into it. But to me, it's almost like a reverse slasher because every, every slasher movie almost ever has started off with us getting to know the characters. We don't really know shit about the killer. This movie gives us all the information about the killer, and the the victims are kind of just victims. And so yeah. I thought that was kind of an interesting way to do it. It was something different. It brought a little something different to the table. Yeah, it really gets into the psychology of him a lot. And I'll be honest with you, I'll spoil it right now. I was going for him the whole time. He never oh, turned. Yes, he never turned yes. bad to me. So hey, I'm I'm Team Billy the entire time. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> Y'all, y'all ready to jump into the review, fellas? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, the, the movie starts with just a little um, caption on the screen. Christmas Eve, 1971. Then it shows his car driving, and um, you see this little kid in the backseat. It's Billy. He's got his little brother beside him, and he's got his parents up front. They're just heading to see their grandfather in the nursing home. You know, they get to the nurse. It's not really a nursing home, really. It's kind of a mental facility, I think is what it said outside. You talk. Utah mental facility, how original. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the um then they get they walk inside, the doctor takes the family to the recreation area where the uh, grandpa is. You know, the dad and the mom, they're telling um the grandpa they're hey, we got uh your grandkids here, but he's not saying nothing. And then <laughs> Billy's kind of funny just to start off the movie, he's like, Well, if he doesn't know we're here, then why'd we come visit him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that was pretty funny. It is. But then, you know, the nurse, I think, or the doctor walks in and says, we got some uh, some notes on, like, how he's progressing. And 
all that. So the parents leave, and they leave Billy with the grandpa by himself. And grandpa starts acting weird as hell. He looks at Billy, he says, Christmas Eve is the scariest night ever, and Santa punishes the naughty ones and to run if you see Santa. And then, and, and Billy is freaking out. And, uh, and then as soon as the parents walk in, Grandpa goes right back into his little stoic stage. Uh, and we'll go, I'll go ahead and read this next scene, and then I'll get y'all's thoughts real quick. They're leaving uh, the nursing home, and Billy tells his parents about what Grandpa said, how Santa is going to punish him. And then I thought it was kind of cute how um, he said, because uh, the mom starts talking bad about Grandpa, and, and he says, Mommy, they're going to punish you for talking bad about old people. <laughs> then it cuts to a scene where Santa is robbing a, uh, I think it's like a convenience store or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he pull, The Santa pulls a gun out on the cashier, and he thinks it's just a joke. But then the cashier reaches for the gun to try and shoot him, but Santa shoots him first. And uh, Santa ain't playing around because he doesn't shoot this guy once. He shoots him one more time in the chest and right through his head. Then it shows Santa leaving the convenience store, and he's like, well, shit, I only got $31. Then he drives off. Now we're back in the car with, with the uh, Billy and his family, and they're just driving up the road, and they see a car broke down, and they see it's Santa outside of it. And Billy's like, don't stop, don't stop, keep going. I don't want to see Santa. And then, you know, Santa walks up to talk to the dad, and the dad, you know, they're just being nice at first. Then he pulls a gun on him, and, and the dad, dad Jimmy, throws the car in reverse, and he whips it. And I think he just drives off the side of the road because he gets shot. And then Santa walks uh, up and pulls Ellie, the mom, out, throws her on the ground, rips her shirt off, and then he slices her throat open. And Billy got, you know, before all that happened, Billy got out of the car and went and hid. And uh, Billy, he saw all, he saw his parents, both of his parents getting killed. And then at after both parents are killed, it just shows, you know, like, like the trees, and it, you can just hear um, his little brother Ricky crying. Then it shows pictures of the dead body, of the dead mother, the dead father, and then the the scene just cuts. Uh, Brian, do you want to get your quick thoughts on those first two opening scenes? Um, sure. Yeah. First of all, like Billy, the actor that played Billy in this, the little kid was super cute. Um, he honestly reminds me of my son. He looks exactly like my son did at that age. So the whole thing kind of hit me a little bit different, I guess, because of that. And, you know, at the very first, I got notes written down being like, man, you can tell this is a time because they don't even have that baby in a car seat. They're just holding it the whole, you know, while they're driving down the road. And then I wrote something about how these parents are going to just leave the kid alone with a grandpa like that and just walk away. But then I felt super bad (laughs) whenever that, uh, whenever the scene happened and, uh, and they were killed. So, you know, that was actually a pretty pretty disturbing scene probably the most disturbing scene of the whole movie to me go ahead Drew. what's your quick thoughts i love uh i like the way i set it up it kind of uh first thing i said like dude rolled in there and killed him and then like double tapped his ass right in the head <laughs> for 31 dollars. i was like man this dude just killed that guy for 31 dollars. and i was like man that's crazy like it just shows you how desperate the guy was to begin with kind of gives that menacing uh thought uh to roll into when he goes after uh billy's kid uh parents yeah the and, effects and uh, that the effects in that kill were really good too by the way oh yeah yes, yes, without a doubt you're talking about 1984 and that yeah. that shot in the head and then it's like bam and then you saw yep. the trickle come right down it was seamless uh and then you know with the uh the parents that's the only thing i had i i guess it's really being nitpicky because it is what it is but uh 
this dude just like randomly shooting and he just happens to hit the dad like twice in the face and then he you know from that distance it's the only thing but that's just me being nitpicky it was great i thought it was a great uh lead into uh the movie uh so uh, and then the cutting of the throat i have to remind myself it was 1984 so what they show is a big difference from what we see now as far as a, a knife you know, a knife cut. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. but I had no issues with none of it. I loved, I loved how it opened up. Good, Mike. So just on the knife cut later on in the movie, in a flashback, they show the whole thing or in the one that I watched, yeah. which was not yeah. the theatrical cut. So later on in the movie, in a flashback, they show her whole throat getting cut. So right. I don't know why they didn't just use that for their original thing, but whatever, that's neither here nor there. Uh, everything you guys said, I agree with. I love these first two scenes. Um, again, once you buy into the fact that you're going to get some cheese, it's a B movie. Um, the grandpa is a little hokey, but I love the character. By the way, he's also an asshole. You old, you old. I almost said the F word. I'm trying to be better, guys. Um, <laughs> but I, I love the. I normally not a big fan of gun kills, but I love the store clerk kill here. The way he double tapped him, I love that. Uh, I actually like the Santa. He's a smartass. <laughs> And, uh, but, uh, you know, I really like that they took the psychological approach to why we're getting the effed up Billy character, seeing his mom go through that, seeing his dad killed. It's just him and his little brother. Like you hear him crying. The whole shebang really ruins this kid for the rest of his life. And I like that they get into that in this movie. Normally I'm not a big backstory on your killer uh, kind of person, but it, it works in this movie. So they do a good job in the opening two scenes. So like, the, what's kind of weird about that is like I'm with you on the backstory thing, but they did it kind of right. in a very quick way instead yep. of like making the drawn out process of the backstory. Like, get it in there, get what you need to do, and get out. And that's exactly what they did. Do you hear that, Rob Zombie? If you ever oh, hear I got this. that. I got we that exact it. same thing written down. Look we at it, Rob need, Zombie. <laughs> we didn't need a whole fucking movie about Michael Myers' backstory. Anyway, look, go ahead. even though I rated it five. Leave me alone. <laughs> I, I was just about to comment. This is kind of like combining uh, Friday 13th Part 1 and 2 together. You know, this backstory then gets right into the character. Let's jump into these next few scenes, fellas. All right. So it's three years later, December 1974. Billy and his little brother Ricky are in an orphanage now. A much and better the, name. And it shows um, it shows Billy in class, and all the kids are just taking their Christmas uh, drawing to the board and, and taping them up there. And um, before Billy can quite hang, uh, get his taped up, a student kind of calls him out about how bad the drawing is, and then the teacher sends him to um, Mother Superior's office. Then it shows what the drawing is. It's a picture of a dead Santa Claus and a decapitated reindeer. <laughs> and uh, Mother Superior ain't having it. He, uh, she sends uh, Billy to his room. And mo- I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now, Mother Superior sucks. I'm sure She's everybody feels that way. Kiss my ass. Billy, Billy apologizes, but, you know, like I said, Mother Superior ain't feeling it. The, the teacher... The teacher tells Mother Superior, this pic is just evidence that he still has the memory of his parents' death deep in his mind. And I wrote down that Mother Superior doesn't care, and I think she's a bitch, because she has she shows no sympathy at all towards what this kid's gone through. I mean, I couldn't right. imagine, you know, a little kid seeing his parents getting slaughtered on the side of the road. No. So, 
so after this, a teacher goes into the room to see where uh, see how Billy's doing, and she tells Billy, "Why don't you come outside and build snowmen with us?" So Billy gets dressed, and as he's walking down, I didn't really like the score right here, honestly. It kind of didn't make sense, but Billy's walking down this hallway, and you can just you hear some uh, you hear some interesting noises, and Billy starts <laughs> Billy starts looking through the keyhole of a room, and he sees these two uh, these two kids uh, having sex. Then Mother Superior she barges in the door with a belt and just starts beating them, and Billy's hiding. So Billy um, Billy goes outside and starts playing with the uh, with the other kids. And then Mother Superior walks out and she says, Billy, what did you see? And he says, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then, you know, she says, well, what they were doing was naughty. So she takes Billy to the room and she takes the belt. She bends him over a chair and beats him with a belt and sends him to bed. Y'all got any quick thoughts real quick on that? I will say this. Uh, the very beginning of the, the movie has made me want to just like root for billy the whole way through yeah episode i mean as it go as it progressed on i'm just like man okay right. no obviously i'm coming from a i've never seen this before so i don't know how it goes later on but i had a built up like soft spot for billy from the very get-go right oh they definitely do that the whole the whole the whole movie it's kind of hard not to pull for billy until there is a point where i'm like okay I don't know, man. But but most of the movie, yeah, you're right. It, it's easy to root for Billy. And another thing, Mother Superior, I'm just going to add to her level of suck. She got, I mean, she's basically mad that the orphanage kids are getting Christmas gifts in the first fucking place. I mean, she mm -hmm. is just a terror. Look, this movie caused a lot of controversy. We'll talk about it later. I don't know how it didn't cause more controversy with the Catholic Church. I mean, maybe because they didn't have a wide release or whatever. But they did not depict them well at all. Well, well, the adults, the adults in this kid's life, like the whole, they failed right. him. They failed Absolutely. him the whole time. And it, that's why, to me, I told you at the beginning of the thing, that's why I felt bad for him. And I almost just like, wow, it's actually understandable why the hell he, you know, would mm -hmm. want to do this and kill everybody. You know, but the good thing I will say, the movie does play, it does a good job of playing on like, the holiday taboos too. So it's yep. not just some guy dressed up as Santa card killing people, but you know, stuff like people were being afraid of Santa Claus, you know, things like that. So yep. I, I thought, you know, like I said, that was a good part too. All right. So the next scene, it's nighttime and Billy is laying in bed. He's just tossing and turning. Cause he's having another, he's having a nightmare about the night his parents got murdered. And as he wakes up, you know, he's a little kid. He's panicking. He's freaking out. He runs out of the room, and but Mother Superior grabs him and takes him back to his room, and she straight up ties this kid to the bed. Like, oh my gosh, she ties the kid to the bed. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. The next, so the next day, Mother Superior, she lets uh, Billy go play with the kids again, and, it's, and she kind of tells the um, the other the teacher, the other sister, that she's going that he's going to sit on Santa Claus's lap. But the, you know the other sister's like it's gonna it's just gonna remind him of his parents and that's exactly what happens. She forces Billy to sit on Santa's lap, and this is actually kind of funny. Uh, Billy is like fighting and resisting, and then he straight up punches Santa right in the face and runs upstairs, and he just hides in a corner. And you know he starts saying, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." And he's you know he's having all these flashbacks. 
now it's spring 1984 10 years later and that's where the super strength billy popped in and started yeah that left hook knocked him <laughs> no out. dude that was i was like damn <laughs> uh, yeah spring 1984 is 10 years later a sister introduces billy to mr sims for a job he's uh working in the He's basically working in the back of the warehouse, I guess, of a toy store, moving crates and all that. I wrote down this is just a basic happy scene. You know, Billy's doing his job, moving boxes, helping customers. But then, you know, it gets closer to Christmas time, and his manager gives him his, his manager, his name is Andy, starts giving him shit about not being a good employee. He's having a bad attitude. And then Billy walks out from getting bits at, and he sees Santa. And he, he freaking panics. He's like scared. You know, he's get, he gets the flash, but he gets triggered. And he falls down and knocks him like a display of toys over. And then the uh, co-worker he has, he has a crush on named Pamela. Pamela checks on him. And she's like, are you okay? You okay? And then it cuts to like a sex scene between Billy and Pam. But uh, <laughs> but uh, boner killer. It's just a nightmare because Santa comes out of nowhere and starts stabbing Billy. Worth and it. then, you know, Billy does the exact same thing as when Mother Superior chased him upstairs. He gets into the corner saying, don't punish me, don't punish me. But as an 18-year-old man. Right. Um, Mike, do you got any quick thoughts on those two scenes? Uh, first of all, I love that the the hot toy of the year at this store is called Poochie. So that's kind of <laughs> funny. I know. I could not have been the only one that noticed that, damn it. Nope. Anyway. <laughs> so, so, uh. First of all, adult Billy is kind of a stud. I mean, you know, I mean, if we're being you know real about it, kind of, kind of like uh, you know, he's got some muscle mass and all that stuff. So good for Billy. Um, another yeah, thing, he, he aged, aged twenty five years and went through a strength and conditioning program. I see yeah. that he looks. He really did look like he he went through the ringer there. Um, man, these this scene is memorable, or like this montage is kind of memorable. But it doesn't do a whole lot for me. That song is god awful. <laughs> it's it's really the shits. Um, it's but it but I will give it a little bit of credit. It stands out. It is memorable. When people talk about this movie, they don't talk about it without that montage being a big part of it. And so I think it's at least memorable. Okay, and like you said, I don't really have a whole lot more to say about those two scenes because it's just kind of. I don't know. I felt like these are good scenes to get to the rest of the movie. Kind of two connector scenes, in my opinion. I had to pick back true. off y'all's uh, talking about the score. Uh, this is actually one of the few movies that I watched that I really didn't even pay attention to the score. Right. As wild as that sounds, like I was into the story, the everything I put in there, and I really didn't pay attention to a lot of the music. Right. So, like. When y'all saying the score didn't do much for you, I didn't even pay attention to it, so it had no little effect to me. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, I actually I, really I, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Brian. I was gonna say I actually really liked the score for most of the movie, except for this particular part. That whole '80s sitcom montage with Billy boxes—it was just to me, it was terrible choice of song, and it just took me out of it. And I don't know if this movie is supposed to be using this time to try to make me care about the other characters, but it did the opposite effect. I don't care about anybody else in this movie, literally anybody except for Billy. So I don't care the rest of the movie, who he kills. 
actually, I'm just hoping that he gets to Mother Superior by the end. That's literally the only oh, I agree. person I that I you know, care about at all is her making sure she dies. I want her dead in a big way. Yeah, I, I, I think that I think these scenes only just introduce who's going right. to get fucked up later on. Um, all right, now it's side, your show. Side Mr. note, uh, Mother Superior was a, a smoke show back in the day. Excuse really? Me, sir? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 when I was looking at the cast and looking at who played what, I started looking back at some of the pictures she brought, dropped in. And I was like, well, okay, Mother Superior, right. I see you. Hey, real quick, speaking <laughs> of the cast, this ha- hey, this movie has some horror veterans. Or Actually, this comes out before they're even bigger stars. Like, Don Shanks is in this movie, who played mm-hmm. Michael Myers in Halloween Shitty 5. Um, the, the worst fucking Halloween movie of all time. Um. He plays Michael Myers in that. There, the girl later on is from uh, Nightmare Three. Mm-hmm. The one we'll we'll get to her death. I'll by wait. the way, by the way, Mother Superior is played by Lillian Chavon, and rest in peace, Lillian Chavon. Rest in peace. Oh, he must have looked her up. <laughs> oh yes. Well, well, you know, well, I didn't know. Stand- I didn't know one way or the other. I just, I just looked at the. Uh, yeah, I am. Trying I to turn in the archives, and I was like, "Well, okay." Note the time. Mike was not the one to talk about hot <laughs> ladies yet. It was Drew. Hey, Brian, I'm gonna start calling Mike and Drew Axel. <laughs> 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 All right. The next scene it just shows Mr. Sims. He's kind of like me at the post office right now. We're freaking sick of Christmas, ready for this shit to be over <laughs> with. Uh, he goes. Uh, he goes into the back and asks for Billy's help. You know, he's kind of gassing him up talking about how great he's been doing and how everything's been going for him. He's like, well, I need you to help me out. So he dresses him up as the biggest, like the worst thing you could ever dress Billy up. He dresses him up as Santa. And, and you know, Billy, he's terrified. And I also wrote um, that he's a terrible Santa just from <laughs> listening to him. He keeps asking this little girl who's sitting on his lap, what's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? Stop. You're going to get punished if you say, stop. What's wrong with you? <laughs> He, get, he gives the uh, little girl the same speech, basically what his grandpa gave him. And, you know, the um, the nun calls the store, finds out what Billy's doing now. She's like, oh, shit, that's not good. Uh, so, Mr. Sim, or now, now we're about to transition to where some action's about to kick up. Mr. Sam locks up the store at 7 o'clock and says, now it's time to get shit-faced. Shit-faced. <laughs> this office there. party scene is great. It's great. It's yeah, so great. great. Yeah, he's locked into the store. The, they're having like an employee Christmas party or whatever. So, um, they, you know, they're having some, you know, they're all taking some shots and drinking, having fun. But then Andy takes uh, Billy's girl Pamela to the bike and they start uh, having a little makeout session. And Billy is pissed. Uh, Mr. Sims walks up to him asking, you know, he, he asks him the worst thing he can ask him about how his parents are doing. And then Billy says, they're dead. And he's like, but he's drunk. So he's like, Oh, man, I forgot. Then I just wrote down Andy. He's just saucing on Pamela. He takes her to the, he takes her to the back back. Billy goes to the back where they are now. And now now we're getting to like kind of a – it's kind of a tough scene to watch a little bit because Andy – Andy's trying to have sex with uh, Pamela, but she ain't feeling it. Right. So he kind of – he pushes her down on this crate, and he rips her clothes off and is about to rape this woman. But Billy, you know, he's – but Billy is watching this happen. He gets triggered by his parents' death. He sees, you know, the the Santa Claus ripping his mom out of the car, ripping her shirt and killing her. And then this is where Billy snaps. Billy jumps on top of Andy, rips him off of him, 
And then this is kind of, I don't know, this might be a controversial kill at the end. This might be make a favorite or a least favorite. But he wraps these Christmas lights around his neck. And he uses superhuman strength and just holds him by these lights and just and just hangs him by his own hands. And then, you know, Pamela, uh, she watches all this happen. And she calls Billy crazy. And then Billy kind of snaps. And he takes his box cutter and, like, stabs her right in the stomach. And then cut straight up over. He cut straight up her chest. Uh, Brian, do you want to go first on these two scenes? Um. Yeah. So, the next, the the very next scene actually is probably one of my favorite in the movie. So, um. But you know, I'll just say I wasn't a huge fan of the uh, the uh, uh, Christmas lights strangle kill. Um. I'll go ahead and say that's yeah, probably that's, my, great. that's my least favorite in the whole the whole thing. Um. But I, you know, they made up for it really quick because I really, I mean, the effects on that, you know, when she, he's cutting up her, uh, up her chest there and almost gutting her. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty intense and very good, very good effects there. Go ahead, Mike. So I agree with you. I'm not a big fan of this Christmas lights kill, but you know, this sequence is kind of difficult to watch. Like you said, Nico, that about to be rape scene is very, very, man, for for being in, like, a cheesy slasher, that was tough. I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, you know, and the box cutter kill, I love what he does with the box cutter. It's kind of funny. I don't know if you went over that yet, but uh, we'll get to that, I guess. But I, I I think that kill's good. I think the lights kill is kind of kind of shit. Hey, by the way, real quick, since we're here and this, the show's already off the rails... <laughs> already off the rails <laughs> rest in rest in peace lily and siobhan holy smokes i had a girl I had a girl anyway uh real quick nope like the i like this scene because it, it is really when we get to see shit kind of kick into gear and we get to see billy really finally lose it and he's about to really lose it and right after this comes a series to me of really awesome cool 80s slasher kills like it's about that, like, right after these scenes, bam. And by the way, this office party has, like, 20 employees that you don't even see until this scene. Right. <laughs> you don't see them at all until this. It's time to party. Here's 20 more random people that are sp- supposedly work here. Another reason why I don't care about anybody else in this movie. They don't, like, give you time to care about Oh, they about definitely anybody. don't. Yeah. It, it's a reverse slasher. You don't care about the other characters. They're literally the 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 pie feeling in this movie. Yep. Drew, you got any other thoughts on this? Uh, those two scenes. I'll, I'll say this. I kind of I kind of was like uh, when it came to like, oh, let's get shit faced. If I was working at a toy store and I was Santa all day long for my shift, and then they said, okay, it's time to glow, the last thing on my mind would be to stay and party with my coworkers. Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> but that's that's just a nitpick. But I'll say this when uh you know uh when his manager or whatever is like trying to rape old uh Pamela and uh Billy just lost his shit and got up there I was like fuck yeah dude fuck him up you know I was right there on him up until you know Pamela freaked out on him which I think kept him going wanting to go on that bloodthirsty spree after I agree. that spoiler alert Pamela's uh the kill with Pamela is my favorite kill of the whole movie because wow. it's just they just show it that box cutter going from the ne- uh, from the navel on up, and it's just like I loved it. I loved it. It's my favorite kill. But I mean, that's all I got to say on those. 
Hmm. The guy who ah. didn't like Scream likes the gut and kill. Anywho. Um, yeah. Scream's a comedy, bro. <laughs> All right. Mr. Sam- <laughs> Mr. Sims, he hobbles to the back after hearing some noises. You know, this man is drunk, drunk. Hobbles. He's, well, he's yeah. Wa- yeah, he's walking around looking, and all of a sudden, Billy comes around out of nowhere and just hit, hits him right in the head with a hammer. You don't, you don't see this kill at first, but in a little bit, you get, you get to see where this hammer ends up. I kind of like Miss Ran- like now Miss Randall. She, she was the one up front, uh, you know, kind of singing carols and drinking with uh, Mr. Sims. She starts calling for Mr. Sims, can't find him, so she goes to the back and she finds Mr. Sims' dead body. She goes. She goes back up front to call the police, but Billy takes his axe and cuts the phone line. Because you know, back in the day, they didn't have cell phones. You know, they had phones you had to ring with a line and whatnot. But Billy cuts his line with an axe. She runs away, and you know, Billy, he's like stealth walking through the store. He's like whispering these little, these little, you know, I'm gonna get you stuff. But Miss Randall, she's behind some boxes and pushes all these boxes on, and he falls over. And this is where I, this bitch is so stupid. I mean, she grabs this axe and runs away. Oh, I, mean, she I know. She sees all these dead bodies back there. So what, what Billy does is he grabs this bow and arrow and shoots it right through the chest. Kind of awesome, not going to lie. But I wrote down, kill him with the axe, dumbass, while he's down. <laughs> right. But um, sorry if my nose is running. I've been sick since, like, Thanksgiving. I'm getting sick of this shit. Anywho, Billy leaves the toy store. And we're all we're showing all, all these dead bodies. You know, it's it's kind of a weird scene. It um, it like flashes to like the little Santa toy. Then it flashes like some some like what are those Nutcracker like figurines or whatever. And then it shows like one dead body. Then the next dead body. Then the nun walks in the toy store and sees all the dead bodies. And then then it just cuts to this this couple laying on a pool table. Tommy and Denise. You know they're getting ready to have sex. Then the little girl that um. Denise is babysitting Cindy. She almost walks down saying, I don't want to go to sleep. I don't want to go to sleep. But, you know, Denise tells her, go back upstairs. And right as soon as Denise and Billy, uh, not Billy, Denise and Tommy are about to get into it, she hears like these little, like these bells ringing. And she thinks it's the cat outside at the door. So she goes upstairs. She opens the door, opens, opens the door, lets the cat in. And as soon as she shuts it, Billy breaks in. And this is kind of a cool <laughs> fight scene to me. Billy, Billy's, you know, they're wrestling, and then he finally gets a hold of, of this girl, and he kills her by impaling her body on these deer antlers hanging on the wall. Pretty pretty unique kill, kind of a superhuman strength. I kind of liked it. And then this dumbass Tommy downstairs somehow doesn't hear all this. But um, he's like, finally goes upstairs, and he's like yelling, Denise, where are you at? Where are you at? And he walks right by her body hanging on these antlers. And I told these uh, the co-host earlier in a text, I was like, this movie's got some meta in it. And, you know, it shows him right by her body. Yeah. And, you know, and she's hanging mm-hmm. on the deer antlers. And he's mm-hmm. like, I swear you're dead whenever I find you, meta. Mm-hmm. Huh. See, he, tur- he turns around and sees uh, Denise's body. And then, you know, Billy comes out of nowhere and they start they start fighting Uh Tommy grabs a fire poker, hits him with it, knocks him down. He goes to call the police, but Billy attacks him again. And then Billy kills this guy by throwing him out the window. And it shows, like, all these giant shards of glass, like, hanging out of his body. It looks really, really awful. And, you know, Billy's walking out of the house, and then Cindy sees him, and she yells, Santa Claus! And, you know, she's asking for presents. And then Billy gives her the, 
have you been a good girl or have you been naughty? And he, he says, I've been a good girl all year. He says, you haven't been naughty at all? She says, no, I've been good. So Billy gives um, Cindy the uh, the box cutter that he killed um, Pamela with, and then he just leaves the house. Uh, Drew, you want to give your quick thoughts on those scenes? Um, I was... I think they could have done a little bit, a little bit better on the deer, you know, impaling her. It's, it was just so slow for me. I understand it's kind of showing his strength as he's just slowly pushing her through the antlers as, you know, but it wasn't terrible. Uh, outside of that, uh, Tommy obviously had one thing on his mind. He didn't. He wasn't paying no attention. He was listening to music. He was just like, man, I'm just ready to get laid. I'm just waiting for her to get back down here and put her on this pool table and finish what I started. Two ball, corner pocket. In the corner pocket. Two ball, corner pocket. <laughs> and, I mean, it's typical. I, I've, I know what Tommy was like because that was me when I was like 16 <laughs> and 17. Oh. Really. So I, I, can, I can relate to this. Go ahead, Brian. So in the department store where he's going after, I don't even know which lady this was. It was right. his third kill, though. But when he's quoting the night, before, or the night Before Christmas kind of poem as he's going through hunting this girl, like that to me was really awesome. And that would have made the rest of the movie better because, you know, we haven't talked about it yet, but as he kills the rest of the people, he, he just says, punish before he kills them, which to me gets him on nerves and is super stupid. If he'd have done something, if he'd done something like that, like quotes, you know, like he, it was kind of creepy when he was quoting right, the night before Christmas, you know, while he was hunting that girl down. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I think that would have, I don't mind the rest of it. It's just almost like it's a bam, it's a cut. And then it's right to another house or in the woods right. or something where he just shows up, you know, like, I'm just trying to think of a way to, because if I'm going to bitch about it, I was like, well, maybe, you know, what would you like to see? Maybe in my head, I just kept picturing like Michael Myers, like you could see through Michael Myers' eyes or like Jason's mask. And like you, you could maybe see him hunting these people from like, you know, his point of view. And it maybe, maybe would have made it not so random, I guess, to me. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that was just me. But uh, um, I love the, the antler kill. Um, that's actually in the running for the best kill for me. And I just, you know, talk about the pool table thing. I thought that was hilarious, the two ball in the corner pocket. But I, I, wrote, I wrote down, like, the, MPA, the MPAA is so weird. Like, it's in this movie, there's, they allowed the nudity. But in all the sex scenes, there, weren't, there was no sex. There was no thrusting or anything. It was just, like, cuddle, it was cuddling. Legs. Like, time. So it was just, it, it's, I don't know, it was really weird. It was definitely a product of its time. Go ahead, Mike. Man, the MPAA is weird because they won't show thrusting, but they'll show... Shards of Glass Man on the floor over there. Right. But uh, speaking of Shards of Glass, I like the window kill. Those them out the window. I, I think what? the effects look okay. I think the effects look prefer. It's 84, man. I think the effects look pretty gruesome afterwards. I mean, look, it's not like an excellent kill, but I think the after effects are pretty nice. And I love, love the deer antler kill. It is awesome. My, Damn, it, is my favorite, it is my favorite kill in the whole movie. Uh, by the way, I forgot that kill was in this movie. Hey, listen here. You don't even like slashers. Why are you here? Anyway. So <laughs> oh, I'm muting you. I'm muting you. Oh, I'm just I'm editing kidding. I love all you. your talking points the rest of the night. <laughs> I love you. I'm just kidding. Um, no, really. So I, I love the antler kill. I had forgotten the antler kill was in there when I watched um, 
I get it out. I was like, cool kill. And then I was and I'm like, oh shit, I've seen that kill before. So yeah, that's a cool little touch there. Um, love the antler kill. I like I like everything after the department store. Something about the setting mm-hmm. of the store isn't bit I'm mm-hmm. not huge on. Uh, I don't know what it is, but right as soon as that part is immediately over and things start to really kick up, I I love I love the rest of this movie. It was definitely the starter killers. Like you know, he got right, right, he got right. con- he got confident after those kills, and then was just right. like, oh, I'm gonna keep going. Right. I can totally understand that one. And and real quick, I know I already mentioned it, but the woman here, I did that for you, Drew. The woman here uh, is, in fact, what's her name from Nightmare on Elm Street Three. The, la- the next time you see her, she'll be trying to get out out of Freddy's body in Dream Warriors. Which hopefully we'll get to cover oh, someday. Nice, That's her. nice. Yeah, yeah. This movie came out before Dream Warriors. This movie came out in '84, which is freaking the year of horror, apparently. Friday Four, the final chapter, Nightmare on Elm Street, Children of the Corn, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and not horror, but uh, Brian's favorite movie, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Hey, we got uh, four more scenes. I'm gonna knock two out, then like uh, next two. Uh, the next scene's kind of pointless to me. Uh, there's these two officers, you know, they're in the they're in their little wagon or whatever talking about. I can't believe it. Of all nights, we gotta go catch Santa tonight. They see they pull they pull up to this house and they see a uh, a guy dressed like Santa breaking into this house. So they just barge into this person's house. They they swing the door open. They pull the guns out. And guess what? Wrong person. Wrong Santa. It was just this regular uh. regular guy. Just being Hate nice when that to happens. his daughter. Hate when that happens. Now it cuts to just seeing, we see Billy walking on the side of the road and the police are just, you know, they're chasing after him. You know, he's starting He's starting to know that they're coming after him. Then it just shows these two kids, they're getting ready to go sledding down this hill. And then, you know, they keep they keep hearing this jingly noise. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, these two other guys, like, I guess they're, they're just bullies. They jump from behind this tree. They start talking that trash to them. They steal the sleds from him, throw them away, or throw, the kids run away. And then the, the first the first bully goes down the hill, no problem. And, you know, he starts talking trash. Come on, come on, come down the hill. So the other guy, the other bully goes, starts going down the hill. Then Billy comes out of nowhere behind, behind. Uh, I wrote Billy, like Randy Orton, came out of nowhere <laughs> with, with the axe and cuts his dude's head off. And then, you know, the other boy's at the bottom of the hill, and he finally sees the sled coming at him. And guess what? He ain't got no head, so he starts freaking out. And the scene just kind of cuts. Y'all got any quick thoughts on the Santa barging in? And the, I got, I really like that kill, though, with the bully. thought it was kind of unexpected. I mean, I kind of expected it, but right. it was kind of unexpected still. Uh, Mike, you got any thoughts? I don't really have anything outside of what you said. I thought it was good, but it just kind of got us – to the next couple of scenes after this. So I, I don't really have any deep thoughts on it. I was going to say, I really like the uh, snowman or the sled kill. Like it, it's probably, I actually had deer antler kill as my favorite, but I'll, uh, I'll definitely go. I'll go with the sled kill. Just be different than Mike. Since everybody says we're always the same. Well, uh, I'll go with the <laughs> okay, sled kill. Being my it, favorite. Brother. <laughs> going against but, the grain, Brian, going against the grain. Okay. I like it. You don't see the uh, you don't see the axe cut really, but the the head the headless awesome. body going down when the sled's yeah. pretty awesome. That's awesome. I think the combination of the the sled kill going down, how long it took the guy first to come down, and then they kind of mimicked it with the second guy going down, taking the same yeah. amount of time, and then you saw the whack, 
And then as it's coming down, like, and then you see his buddy's reaction. I I like the kill. Right. I, I, I like the kill. I like the slick kill. It's kind of hard not to like a headless body going down a snowy hill. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it honest. stayed up perfectly until right. the very end. Just kind of poof. All right, boys. We're almost at the finale of this movie. Let's go. Now we just, it cuts to the courthouse. And, you know, this sister, she's just laying down. Sister Margaret, she's laying on a bench asleep. And then Captain Richards comes and wakes up and says, there's been three more murders. And, and you know, sis, Sister Margaret, she automatically knows it's Billy. Now it cuts back to the orphanage and Mother Superior. She's in a wheelchair now. You know, she's still a bitch. And, the you know, Captain Richards is trying to call this orphanage and get a hold of them, say, hey, Billy's coming after y'all. But there was a kid that left the phone off because they can't get a hold. So Captain Richards and Sister Margaret, they jump in the, in the wagon to go uh, get to there. Captain Richards gives Officer, Officer Barnes, he says, hey, Get to this orphanage now, and you you watch out for anybody dressed like Santa Claus. Officer Barnes pulls up, and he sees a Santa Claus outside walking towards the kids, and he gives the Santa orders to uh, stop. But guess what? This is Father O'Brien, and he's a deaf man. He's old, and he can't answer. So uh, he shoots and kills an innocent old man for no reason. <laughs> so now it cuts. You know, Officer Officer Barnes is inside talking to Mother Superior. You know, he's, he's apologizing. You know, they're saying, well, he's a deaf man. Why did you shoot him? So, and he apologizes. He goes outside and starts walking the grounds. Mother Superior, instead of, you know, trying to console these kids who just witnessed somebody get murdered, this is what she has them do. Sing Christmas carols. These kids are kind of weird. It's like, I think yeah. I'd be freaking out if I just saw a murder. I don't know if, like, I don't know. I'd have to be pretty damn scared of her. You know, then... Officer uh, Officer Barnes is walking around outside, and it said, "Yeah, I wrote down it's just unnecessary loud music." When we see this flapping door, uh, Barnes walks over to investigate. He walks down. He looks. There's nothing happening. And as soon as he walks back, it's like the, it's like this shed that goes downstairs. And as soon as he walks up the stairs to leave, Billy's on the outside of it and whacks him right in the like chest and gut area with his axe, and it shows him falling down the, the stairs. And now Billy walks up to the door to get inside of the orphanage. And these kids who don't pay no attention, I guess most superior can be mad at this kid because they said, do not let nobody in. But the kid sees Billy dressed as Santa. He's like, it's Santa. So he opens the door and Billy walks in. And now he's face to face with the lady he hates. He's about to swing this axe on her. But as soon as he goes to kill her, Captain Richard comes in just in time. Uh, he shoots him in the back and kills him. Blue balls. Billy, yeah, Billy says. Fuck. Billy looks at all the kids and says, you're safe now. Santa Claus is gone. And he dies. Then it just, you know, shows all the kids. And then it shows, like, this one particular boy just stays on for a second. He says, naughty. And it's just like, has like a creepy noise at the end. That's the end. And Brian, you got any final thoughts on those last two scenes? Man, I hate being <laughs> in this movie. Me too. And, so, I mean, sucks. Mother Superior is the bad guy in this in this movie, uh -huh. not Billy. Mother uh -huh. Superior is the bad guy, and she doesn't get what she deserves. And I have not seen, I've not seen the second one. So, Mike, I think I guess maybe you have. What does the the kid saying naughty? It almost is like a Tommy Jarvis setup. Like it sets him up maybe to be the killer in the next one. Is that the case, or how does that work? Or is that just blue balls again? Sir, this is a slasher franchise. What do you think? Billy comes back to life? 
No, that's <laughs> normally what would happen, though. <laughs> you get struck by lightning? Or... Okay, what the, 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 the shitty slasher franchises, what do they do? Forget everything that happened, we're just going to keep going. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, two, real quick, since you asked, two of the sequels have something to do with this movie. The other three or four have absolutely nothing to do with this movie. So it's wait, very, wait. very weird. How, how many total do they have of this? Five original and one remake slash reboot. Yikes. All right, all right, so for Christmas next year, we're going to have a rankings of all the No, the hell, let's do it. Let's do it. all so bad, guys. Let's do it. Guys, they're so bad. This I, one's I've, really good. I've literally heard that the second one is like one of the worst movies ever. It's literally one of the worst movies I've ever watched. I'd rather no, watch I'd rather watch Bruno with Sasha Bear Cohen again. <laughs> hey, hey, Drew, what's your what's your final thoughts on the on the ending? I will say this, Officer. What was the officer's name again? Barnes. Barnes. Officer Barnes is the original, the OG Officer Dewey in Scream. He is so like dumbfounded, walking around, creeping around. Like it's daylight. Why are you walking around the uh, the outside of the orphanage in the first place? Like I didn't really understand the whole way. How he died. And then also, did anybody notice once he went downstairs in this little room or whatever? Like it was a mansion down there. It was huge. It just oh, like opened up and it was expansive. I'm like, what the hell? Is this like a World War II bunker or something? I don't know. It's just a little thing I picked up on there. But the kill didn't bother me. I liked it. I liked it. You can go right through the chest and he's done. Um, the fact that Mother Superior was just after everything, after she saw Billy being shot and laying down there she looked down at him like with disgust and it pissed me off when i saw her face when she looked up i was like this bitch she didn't get nothing of it and she looks at him like he's the scum of the earth when all she had to do was probably you know not push the envelope and it probably wouldn't have went to this way oh yeah again they made a really good job they did a really good job of making me feel for Billy the character the whole way through the movie. Right. No matter what he did, at the end, I was just like, it's that bitch's fault. It's not right. his. It's hers. Right. Brian, Marty, y'all got any more final thoughts? Or Oh, uh, yeah. So, real quick, I hate the ending of the movie like everybody else. It, it fucking sucks that Mother Superior doesn't get her comeuppance. She completely deserves it. Normally, I am not a fan of making the killer sympathetic. However, since that's the whole story of this movie... It's not retconning anything where you go back and, well, actually, he was pretty fucked up. Nah, I don't need that from my slasher franchises. But in this standalone movie, it's a good story of why this guy is killing people. So I really wanted to see Mother Superior die. We don't get that, so that's blue balls. It's BS. Terrible decision. Also, I, man, me and Drew are really opposite on kills, and I love him for it. I hate the Billy kill. It is my least favorite kill in this whole movie. Wait, wait, that, wait. The Billy kill. I didn't say anything about the Billy kill. I didn't say a lot. I mean, it was okay. No, I dude, just didn't like I, the fact how Mother Superior looked upon him after Right, he no, was I sick. know. But I, okay. I, no, I know. I hate the way they killed Billy. It's stupid. If you're going to kill him, just do something cool. Little shots of the dramatic, chest. Man, uh, the dramatic that, kill. Yeah, man, get the hell out of here with that. That's garbage. But, eh. And by the way, and, and Drew said something, so I'll, I'll say it. Another horror movie dumbass police officer. Fucking hell, man. Jesus Christ. The he he said it's the original Deputy Dewey. He's right. 
Oh, I, I did laugh when he was walking and cut the head off that snowman. I was yeah. like, snowman. <laughs> I did. That made me laugh. It did. I was about to say, Mike, I don't know. Them, them people in Haddonfield in 78 were pretty damn dumb, too. They were. <laughs> they absolutely were. You're kidding me. Yeah, but this is like broad daylight. This dude's like tiptoeing <laughs> on the snow. Like, oh, let me check this. The oh, corner's bro. good. Bro, and sure. then he just walks up. Oh, man, it, it, oh. Sheriff oh, yeah. Bracken in 78 is a dumbass, but that's another story for another day. Before I jump into my fun facts, y'all got any fun facts too? I have one I wrote down here. Well, before, original... we, before we do that, I just started yeah. thinking, I thought about, I had a thought. Um, you know, this movie kind of, it tells the story through Billy's perspective and his experiences. It kind of reminded me of a very, very recent hit movie, The Joker. Right, it does. It's. Mm-hmm. I thought that as well, Nico. Matter of fact, I, just, I watched the Joker this week because of it. it. It that thought just came to me because a lot. Of, I've I've talked to a few people I, who asked me what my thoughts are on the Joker, and I told them I thought it was really good. You know, all the basic stuff. They said, "Well, I would like to go see the Joker, but I don't want to feel sympathy. I don't. Or it's like I don't want to pull for the bad guy." And I was like, I was like. Okay, I understand what you're saying, right. but if you if you honestly watch, if you if you put yourself in the Joker's shoes or if you put yourself in Billy's shoes, I'm not justifying killing people, but you kind of understand right what their motive is, what their you know what their intents are. Um, right. Does that make sense, Drew? Yes. No, hundred percent, hundred percent agree. I I literally thought that. Watching it a couple of days ago, and I watched the Joker also this week, just to kind of see. It was so you know, good. Because, right again, normally that's not my my bag, my cup of tea. But but both of these movies do it really well. Looking at you, Rob Zombie. <laughs> Brian, you got any thoughts on that Joker comparison? No, because I actually have not seen the Joker yet. Oh, well, you're in for a ooh, treat, buddy. In for a treat. It's, it's really good. Treat. I was I was pleasantly so pleasantly surprised as well on that one. You're in, you're in for a treat, Brian. Hey, Mike, you got a fun fact? You can go ahead. The original name of the movie was called Slay Ride, as in S-L-A-Y, Slay Ride. Hmm. Oh, nice. So that's I kind like of fun. It. I almost like that better, but I'm glad they went with Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, I don't know if you guys, real quick, this movie was very controversial. It got pulled after being in theaters for a week because a bunch of kids' moms complained that Santa Claus was the killer. Uh, you got to remember, this was the mid-80s, and so things were a little bit, you think, everyone's sensitive now. Imagine what it was like in 1984. Uh, they got a movie pulled a week into being in the theaters, and, you know, a lot of people came out against this movie. Actors, preachers, you know, uh, politicians, people like that, they were like, this movie needs to be shut down. And it actually came out the same weekend as Nightmare on Elm Street, fun fact, and, and beat it. In that weekend. Yeah, now, it, wow. didn't, it, it didn't beat it overall because Nightmare ended up getting a wide release and, you know, history, you know, you know, history is history. Well, but Elm Street, Elm Street was only uh, released in like half of the theaters right. that the other one was. Right. And then eventually, word of mouth, Elm Street gets the big praise and gets a, a wide release. But this one never got that. So it got one week in theaters and a very limited release. And then... After that, it got pulled, and you pretty much had to see it on video, which the original uh, producer had to buy the rights back. 
from the movie and release it without TriStar Productions being a part of it because they wouldn't put it out on home video because Coca-Cola said nay nay. So, you know, kind of, and by the way, Ebert and Roper, who I know a lot of people love, I hate those guys. They shit on all my favorite movies all the time. They completely shit on this film, tried to give away, e- or not email, but addresses, like fiscal addresses to these people's houses and stuff. And so they can go what? to hell for that. Yeah, man, I'm oh, telling you, the video's man. on YouTube. You can look it up. Um, it, it's rough. And I don't think the movie is that bad. Uh, I, I really don't see the big damn deal. But I guess it was 1984. Maybe some satanic panic kind of, you know, thrown in there. I'm not really sure. But just, I don't know. Thought the movie was great. and Or good, not great. But uh, the controversy seems to be really, really stupid. By the way, fun fact. It's my last one. Mickey Rooney. The, first, the actor, Mickey Rooney. He came out publicly against the first movie. Very, very, very publicly. He was a big deal at the time still. Well, guess who, st- guess who the star Santa is in Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 5? Rooney. Mickey fucking Rooney, you hypocritic <laughs> motherfucker. Anyway, wow. Wow. I'm done here. Go ahead. Hey, Drew, oh, I, only I, have one, I only have one fun fact left. Mike read two of mine. Sorry. Yeah, no, Mike read two of mine. You're, you're good, bro. The only one that I have left is many of the kill scenes were directed by editor Michael Spence due to, due to director Charles Sellier Jr., being uncomfortable handling all the gore heavy parts of the film. <laughs> Which is really so that's my ridiculous. only other that's my only other fun fact to add. Go ahead, Drew. I was gonna say, like uh I was like when I looked for it, it was talking about like uh it featured like a few original songs from like this uh yep. musician Morgan Ames. I Ames I hope I'm saying it right. But after all the uh negative press on it, they pulled his whole Christmas album that was supposed to go with this movie. So a lot of the music that we didn't get to right. hear that should have been with it got pulled from it, and it took 30 years before somebody got a hold of it and actually released it as a uh, two-disc set. Wow. And then... Uh, I don't want it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was it, because Mike got the other two. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> and no, Sorry. it's all good. I mean, it's a fact. Right. Like, it's all good. Well, I mean, I'm sure we get all of our facts from the same spot. Right, too. right. It just, depend- it just depends on which one. I got ones. mine from HalloweenLove.com. I, I got mine from IMDb. <laughs> and some of them were so damn long, I was like, I don't care. I'm not Yeah, I left a couple out because they're really long. I also left a couple out because they're really long. I actually got mine. I got mine from a uh, YouTuber whose name I'm drawing a blank on, but I got them from him. I went and watched it. I'm like, oh, that's fucking interesting. This movie caused a whole fucking shitstorm and got the movie pulled from theaters. Uh, but you mentioned uh, real quick, um, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two has one of the lowest ratings on Rotten Tomato in its history. So we're not watching that movie unless we want to Freddy's Dead it and shit all over it for fun. Um, that sounds terrible. There's one more decent sequel, and it's Part Four. If we ever get a chance, maybe we can watch Part Four. Kind of a cheesy B horror film. They kind of get back to basics. But that's all I got. You said this on. was a cheesy B film, and I don't. Yeah, but I don't this is a good one. I don't one, think though. it is. I thought I would. Well, they- it, was great. it reminds me. It reminds me a lot of. I said it before. It reminds me a lot of a Friday the Thirteenth movie. A good one. A really good, not cheesy in a bad way. Cheesy in a good way. Like just, I know what I'm in for. I'm in for it, and I had a good time with it. I thought it was really well done. Hey Brian, you want to go? You want to do uh, your favorite, least favorite rating first? Sure. Uh, my favorite. I've already said. Um, like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the uh, sled kill. The uh, kill there. And um, my least favorite is a strangle with the lights. 
where he's superhuman and picks him up off the ground and it just <laughs> yeah, I don't know, it just does it just doesn't do anything for me. Um I've been, I've been very inconsistent I feel like with my ratings. Um I was me and Nico were talking beforehand and uh I said something about yeah I, I mean I rated uh I think Amityville Horror the same as I did the Blair Witch and I was like, "Ah, man, I don't even know. I think they were like 6 or 6 and a half, so I really shouldn't have done that." But um I don't know. I'm going to give this rating I was going to say six, six and a half, but honestly, I'm going to go with about probably about five and a half with this one. Um, and I like the movie. It's just not to me. Right. Know, worthy. I'm trying to, to, to be a little bit more consistent with it, with, with the other movies that I know I like better. Right. Rating them. Hey, hey, Brian, Hey, you know, we started off this, this podcast, you know, in a, we weren't in our groove yet. We're in our groove now. So just go with your heart, brother. Just go with your heart. All right. <laughs> right. All right. Five, no, Drew, by the Drew. way, five and a half does not mean you don't like this film. It doesn't no, mean that. No, right. no. Just the quality of the movie is, you know, we oh, got to hold it to oh, the standard. Oh, so here. Brian gets rated 5.5 and he doesn't get like jumped upon, but I drop it on there like, Drew, what the fuck are you doing, dog? Well, I didn't, I didn't drop it on that. like, you know, Halloween <laughs> 78 either. Yeah, he didn't drop a word. This isn't a classic, Drew. It's not classic. Hey, Mike, if I give your ass a 55 on a test, you failing that bitch, though. I know. Oh, he, Oh, I mean, he gave it a failing grade, ain't no doubt. He gave it a failing grade. But hey, I, I still might have liked it. It's not the bottom 50%. Thank you. Thank you. But, hey, if you're, looking, if you're looking for a, you know, a good time, a good B-movie, cheesy yep. B-movie from the 80s, Go watch it. You're not going to be disappointed. I agree. Mike, you want to go next? Uh, I <laughs> my favorite kill is the antler kill. My least favorite kill is uh is Billy's death, just because it's very anticlimactic, and I didn't want Billy to die. I wanted Billy to win, so that kind of really knocks it down for me. So those are my kills. Uh, my rating is about a six. Uh, just an even six. I thought it was really entertaining for. Like once you lock in and know you're seeing a really cheesy horror film, it's hard to rate it any higher because it's not cl- it's not one of those like classic film like one of those ones that I like really hold near and dear. It's entertaining. Uh, I mean, I could go six six and a half around that that range, so I'll give it a six point two five. Six point two five. Mike's first triple digit one. That's right. I had to, hey, somebody's got it. Somebody else has to do it around here. Drew, you want to go next? You want me to go next? I mean, I want to hear what yours is, and because I, I think I'm going to surprise everybody with mine. All right, I'll go. I'll go. He's next. about to rate this bitch a perfect ten, and I, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm My gonna favorite kill was uh, Tommy. Um, I know Drew hated it, but personally, just whenever you whenever you see Billy walk by his body, and you see these giant uh, pieces of glass hanging out of his gut, I thought it was really good. I thought it looked really good. It looked super cringeworthy to me. Uh, my least favorite kill, I wrote down that I really don't have a least favorite because all of them are pretty good. But I chose Billy just because he got shot in the back. Kind of basic kill. And my rating of the movie was, I, I gave it a 6.5. And hear me out before y'all jump all over me. I wrote Christmas and Horror is kind of a weird combo. I'm not a big fan. But I said I, it's so weird that it worked. I really liked Billy. Uh, I wrote it was corny, but it was entertaining. All the kills were good. Uh, Mother Superior was a biatch. But I kind of, I was just thinking in my mind where y'all were talking. This movie, like, when you think of, like, all-time great comedies, you know, Dumb and Dumber, blah, 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 blah. I kind of consider this movie, like, the Joe Dirt of horror movies. Because 
I really, really love Joe Dirt, but I'm sure a lot of people say it's horrible or whatever. But this movie was just kind of inter- like I was when this movie was over last night. I was like, I kind of like that. I kind of yeah. I really didn't hate that movie at all, and I yeah, kind of enjoyed. Good. I enjoyed my hour and twenty minutes a lot more than I did with Blair Witch. Uh, well, hell yeah, word word to th- that. Th- this was a this was a fun watch. Um, so yeah, six point five for me. Drew, what you got? All right, so my uh, favorite kill is obviously Pamela. That that the kill with it's a slow mo watching it go up. It's great, very right. intense. I loved it. Yep. Least favorite, oh, least favorite is always going to be a kill that happens to go through a window. Somebody goes through a window. To me, that's like an accidental kill. So like yeah. I don't categorize it the same as like an actual kill kill. That's right. why it's my least favorite. And fellas. My uh, ranking uh, for this movie. Uh oh. You're gonna be really surprised with this. Everybody probably be really surprised. Oh, my ranking for this movie is a seven point five. I like it. Seven point <laughs> five. I got in there first time seeing it and haven't even heard nothing about it. So I went in there with a blank slate. Right. So I was gonna absorb everything I could in it. And from start to finish, I enjoyed every second of it. And that is very rare for me to enjoy. Start to finish, any horror movie. Any right, right. It oh, that's a perfect score, you dick. <laughs> uh, might as well be for you, you tough grader. <laughs> hey, hey, what's your great uh, choice though, Mike? Great choice. I love. Uh, it. I'm glad Thank we got to watch it, man. I'm. I'm what's your horror rating it. of it, Drew? What's your horror rating? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Seven point five all around. Seven point five. This, all is, a, this no is a stone cold horror movie. Just a stone cold. This is, and and like I said, like slashers really don't do this for me. Right. So I was really surprised. I enjoyed it as much as I did. I think it's because Billy, you can like, you can really like just jump on right. the bandwagon, like really liking Billy. I think that's what really makes his movie uh, somewhat captivating to watch. Well, there was multiple lines that I could follow in it. Like I could say, okay, yeah, okay, but Billy's kind of fucked up for that. Or like, uh, oh, got behind Billy on that kill. I can understand that one. I can see how he snapped. So, I mean, it was great. It was great. Great choice again, Mike. Man, if if, if I had to put one negative on this on this movie, and it's very very nitpicky because again, I enjoy the movie a lot. Um, they don't. I know it's a B cheesy horror movie. But it, they don't use suspense or music. Like it's there, not. There wasn't a bill. That's what I was saying. Like I right. didn't. I didn't even pay attention to the score the whole way through, right. which is right. they very don't use, for me in the movie. They don't really use any, you know, techniques to make it scary. It's not what I would call a scary movie, but it is horror at its truest form. I enjoyed it a lot. I love do it. Any of you, I love do y'all have any final thoughts on the movie? Was, I did it. That was great. Hey, there I was the movie. Hey, there was no final girl, so I didn't get to talk about one. I'm pretty sad about it. Hey, Except for Mother... Good. By the way, yeah, she did. Whew. Anyway, uh, Mother Superior was actually the final girl, and she can go to fucking hell. So there you go. <laughs> we, had to have about, one, we had to have one go-to-hell character. Well, what about that other mother, the sister or whatever, the one that okay, kind of raised she, him? Yeah, yeah. She was a little sure bit... Billy was okay? Yeah, I mean, she was kind of... not willing to talk about her in the same way. But... I'm going Mother Superior, and she's the worst final girl of all time. There, I said it. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> Brian, you got any final thoughts? 
No, I kind of said it already. And like I said, I mean, it's, it's good. I appreciate, I appreciated uh, being able to watch that again. I didn't remember any of it from 20 something years ago. So I'm, I'm glad we got to do it. I'm looking forward to, uh, to this coming out at Christmas. Oh yeah. Uh, one more, one more time guys. Um, we have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the big three social medias. Go give us a follow. Just search at don't go out there or just go to the Twitter. That's where we kind of started everything. We can we can link you to all those uh, those websites. Um, just join Twitter and do, and do and do us a huge favor when you can. Just go on your phone and go to iTunes and give us a five star rating. That'd be um, great. That really will help us, you know, uh, kind of take the next step. I mean, none of us got into this, you know, trying to be the next Joe Rogan, but uh, no, <laughs> we'll, we'll take we'll take whatever we can get right now. So give us a five star rating. Um, and yeah, Merry Christmas, guys. No, no trivia question tonight. This is just a bonus, but um, stay tuned on uh, for future giveaways. And I'm sure we'll probably have a giveaway on the strangers if you don't listen to that one first. Uh, one more time from all of us. Merry Christmas. Have safe travels and uh, take us into the new year with you. Have a good one, y'all. Punish. <laughs> and I uh, just want to remind everybody to uh, don't go out there. Santa's watching, Santa's creeping Now you're nodding, now you're sleeping Were you good for mom and dad? Santa knows if you've been bad There might be a treat for you in Santa's bag of You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.